Greetings everyone, this is the Travel Addict Podcast, where you can hear candid stories and discussions about business and adventure travel from around the world. I just love people who have been or who are successful, and there is always a decent story to tell about their experience, whether good or bad. A few words of wisdom does no one any harm, and in most cases is either inspiring or influential to people who are on a quest to become successful. Throw in a few travel experiences, business meetings in foreign lands, court adjustment, and there is always a few episodes of ill judgment and misinterpretation worth explaining. It all adds up to a memorable experience worth sharing with people. Stay tuned, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome, Malcolm Teasdale here, and today I am honored to have Jermaine Cheatham on the line. Um, he is currently living in Singapore, and he is an entrepreneur. I don't know if he's a class as a travel addict, but he, he probably travels as much as me. I don't know. He's been all over the place, but uh, he's currently in Singapore. Welcome, Jermaine. Glad to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me, Malcolm. Pleasure. Now, when I looked at your email address domain it's dao financial right yes are they is that the same company that's in arizona that's companies based in arizona yes uh, yeah okay so i'm going to ask you about why you were in singapore at this time do you still currently work for that for the company yeah it's a company i own okay fantastic yeah neat website by the way so first question you are in one of my favorite places on the planet and it, you know, I used to live there in 2007, 2008 myself in a, at a service department close to Clark Key there. But uh, we really enjoyed it down there. So I'm just curious, how did you land up in Singapore? Well, to be clear, I'm just outside of Singapore. I can see Singapore out my window. I'm on the very south end of Malaysia. So I'm just in between. Uh, here's the Singapore Strait right here. And um, so I'm just outside of, of Singapore. So. I mean, I, I got here um, kind of by accident, really. Um, I was planning on being in Malaysia for a weekend. Yeah. And then I found a great place. So I was like, let's just stay a month. Because um, I, I was traveling in Hong Kong. I was in Thailand. And uh, I just decided to kind of explore the world this year. And uh, then COVID hit. And so um, I didn't, there's not a whole lot of options of where you could go that's um, open or um, comfortable. <laughs> and this is a, by far, probably the most comfortable place I could be. So uh, we we stayed here so far. So we'll kind of we play it month to month and decide where we're going to go next. Okay, good. How far are you physically are from Singapore? You just sort of across a bridge, basically. Short ride. Yeah, just across just across the river. Ah, no problem. So you could just go over there for an evening out, almost, and no problem, right? Yeah, if 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 the borders was open, but the borders have been shut since March. Oh, is that right? So yeah. you you can't go there even if you wanted to right now, or C- correct? Yeah. It's funny because um, I booked flights uh, to leave here on May the 31st, which a plane actually arrives in Singapore on June the 2nd. We did it just to have some reservations sealed in, basically, on Singapore out of LAX. But who knows whether we actually get there or not. I just don't know. and I can cancel any time. But you're in a cool place there. Malaysia's cool as well, by the way. Looking at what you did, you're in the financial business, right? Yes. just explain exactly uh, what you do. I looked at your website briefly, uh, but just explain what your DAO Financials uh, does for people. 
Yeah, so what we specialize in is equipment financing, and, and our niche is really in mostly medical equipment financing. Oh. So, you know, a lot of doctors, they need to buy equipment to run their practice, regardless if it's ultrasound or x-ray or software or office furniture, whatever it might be. Okay. And so we give them the funds they need to buy the equipment to run their practices. But, you know, we kind of have a unique approach to it because we don't go through the traditional routes of how we access the business. Most people in, in my line of business, um, equipment financing companies, they actually go after the end users, the Yep. the business owners, the doctors directly. And we call that the front door. <laughs> we don't wait in line at the front door. We go oh, to the back door. So yes. we uh, we just work specifically with the equipment dealers and the sellers. Yep. And we get them to do the selling for us and send them all their clients. So instead of us chasing customers, the customers actually chase us. So they really just, you know, they come to us instead of us trying to, you know, find Chase that needle in the haystack. Yeah. That's cool. Now, interesting what you say, there's two types of people in the world, creators and victims. I heard that. I thought, well, that's like one extreme to the other, but there's no middle ground, is there, in your opinion? Could you just explain what, what you exactly mean by that? So anyone who listens into this uh, podcast episode will get an idea of what you're talking about, creators and, well, not creators are, but victims, but how, you know, why is there no middle ground here, in your opinion? Yeah, there to me, there's zero middle ground because at the end of the day, Everything, every action, every event in life is neutral. Everything's neutral. The story or the meaning you put behind it. So if you put a, a disempowering meaning behind it, then you become a victim. But if you put an empowering meaning behind it and you take action from an empowered place, then you created something from a story that was bad and yeah. you made it good. So yeah. my, my whole point about creators and victims is you have an opportunity every moment to decide how am I going to respond to this neutral event? Am I going to take it as a creator and create something beautiful based on the story I want to portray and the story I want to paint? Or am I going to be a victim and curl up in a ball and not make the phone call, not create the business, not talk to the girl, not whatever it is? You know, you get to decide every moment. Are you going to create the future you want or be a victim of your present circumstance? Yeah. And that's why there is no, no ground. I get what you're saying here. This There's almost a case for that right now as we uh, number of people in lockdown. We are. My wife and I are in lockdown here at home. We, we haven't been to a restaurant in, in almost a year. And, you know, Britain's in lockdown right, severely right now. I spoke to my sister the weekend. But even when you're in lockdown, there's still an opportunity to find something new to do or to, to creative to do. And, you know, a lot of people may just sit in the couch, watch TV, and be miserable as sin. But there are opportunities. Think of something else to do, right? You know, you've got a computer. There's opportunities out there. And I think that's what you're saying. No matter what situation you're in, there is always an opportunity to either make yourself better or create something new or just sit back and do nothing and let the world pass you by. So it's a good philosophy. And I've got a list of bullet points here. But you are right in one of the things you said. Creators have a zest for life. But you've traveled a fair bit, haven't you? Yeah, quite a bit, yeah. Now, do you travel on business or do you travel on, you know, for pleasure most of the time? Well, you know, all my business is back in the United States. So um, when I am back there, yeah, I will travel on business quite a bit. But oh, most of my international travel is just um, exploring. Because the way I built my business is I work maybe an hour a day max. Oh, wow. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of a business on autopilot. So I have a lot of free time. So I'm able to 
really just explore the world. And, um, you know, I just kind of travel slow. So I'll take a month at a time, whatever new country or city I'm in. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of, I have a lot of freedom. And you use the word minimalist as well. And I'm intrigued by that. Um, it, it could be a relative term. In your version of minimalist, what do you actually mean by that? Yeah, I guess it would be, you know, I'm, I'm a maximal minimalist, if that makes sense. Cause what I'll do is, you know, for example, my business, I've, a lot of people get in business and they say they're serial entrepreneurs or they have 10 different product lines or they have 15 different pro, uh, uh, partners and they bring a lot of complexity to business. Yeah. And I bring a lot of simplicity and minimalism to business where I have one, one thing I do, which is equipment financing in the medical space. And I go after dealers, equipment dealers. That's it. I, I've never deviated from that. I've never tried to add extra lines of, of business extra products. I don't do none of that because if you're not laser focused, you don't get the exponential results. So that's what I mean by a minimalist entrepreneur. But then within my own life, I'm very minimalistic where I don't own a bunch of stuff, but the stuff I do own, I love. And it's very nice because I don't need uh, 10 Rolexes. All I need is one beautiful watch if that's what I want. I don't need 15 pairs of shoes. I want the one pair of shoes that I love. And then once those, those are worn out, then I buy another, another one. shoes I love. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. So or or the same thing with like your relationships. You you the more focused you can be on the things you actually love and bring value to you, that's how you get 10x or, or or really exponential results from focusing on that kind of thing. So I use the minimalistic approach to everything in my life, regardless if it's you know like what's the number one domino I need to knock over today, and I don't have to worry about the other ones. For me, it's like sleep and getting up early because. Then the days my is my pearl, my oyster. And I can just take advantage of all these opportunities that are in front of me. But if I don't knock over that first domino, I don't have the opportunity to do these other things. Yep. So it's just a, a very laser focused, uh, minimalistic approach of take care of the simple stuff, and all the complex stuff will take care of itself. Yeah, that, well, there's a, there's a lot to be said for that. Keep things simple. We're doing okay here. Let's dabble in this over here and dabble in that over there, and they bring on people to do this and that, and then they've got all the headaches by employees not performing or they come to roadblocks and there's always an element of stress. Sound like you probably don't have a whole element of stress in your life with what you're doing. No, I understand what you're saying. I wish I could have done that when I uh, was working, but um, there was always an element of stress to a degree, you know. God, I wish I'd never had that. If I listened to you many, many years ago, that would have been cool, but I just lived with this stuff all the time. There was always something to worry about. Yeah, sleep is nice and all that. So you're pretty happy and content with what you're doing. No need to venture out too far or gamble. That's pretty much it. So you're in a happy space, are you? Well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I designed my life. I designed it this way. Um, and I wouldn't say that I don't take risk. I take quite a bit of risk, but it's just how I frame risk. I don't, I don't frame risk as something dangerous. I frame it as it's an opportunity. And let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, so I do take a lot of risky bets, uh, regardless if it's within business or it's within, um, investments, because I just know there can be like, like I was saying, I'm very focused. So I know there can be exponential upside yes. if I am taking a minimalistic approach. So yep. I'm not going to look at a hundred different investment opportunities. I'm going to look at one and then get extremely focused on understanding it, looking at the nuances of it and then point and, and then pulling the trigger. And let bygones be bygones because I really don't care at the end of the day. All this stuff's going away anyways because we're all going to die. So I'm just going to try to enjoy my time here. 
and, um, you know, make the best of it and make as, as much money, as much freedom, as much abundance as I possibly can. And then go surfing and then go on walks and then just relax. Um, so, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll build, like we're building a course where we're helping people you know, do exactly what I do in my business model. Okay. And yeah, there's, there's definitely risk there, but this is, I'm an expert in this. So if I can't share this with other people, then what the hell am I doing? Why, why wouldn't I give this gift to some other people? So, um, yeah, and, and like stress, I mean, to me, stress is an inside thing. Um, your happiness is an inside job. It's not an outside job. So it doesn't matter what's going on within your business or your personal life. You decide what that definition and what that story means. So yeah, you're right. I don't have stress because I chose not to. I chose yeah, to make, look at you things differently. You make your own bed to sleep in, yeah. Basically, you're in a position where you've got this little thing going, you want to help other people, which which is admirable, of course, but you've got plenty of spare time yourself. So if you wanted to, based on where you are, join normal time, you could just say, yeah, I tell you what, I'm going to go to Thailand for the weekend. You could just say that and you're off, right? And because, because you want to do it and you can do it. How many countries have you been to, by the way? Just curious. I have no idea. Maybe 50. I, I don't know. I don't know. But say you go away, all things being normal as we get into 2021. Typically, how much time of a year would you be out of town just going somewhere for as a vacation, doing something, you know, you're getting out of town and of course you want to or for pleasure reasons. How much time do you spend doing that? Uh, 100%. Fantastic. You've probably got a, a long bucket list of things you want to do. Yeah, I have, but it keeps getting longer, unfortunately. But this is <laughs> so all things being well, where's the next place you think you're going to jet off to? Oh, uh, yeah, I really don't know. Actually, I don't have a bucket list. Um, I just, um, I just wing it. <laughs> oh, no, you're I just going to spur the moment decision or something. Yeah, yeah. I shoot from the hip. I, I usually don't plan more than thirty to sixty days out. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And just, I usually am kind of a regional guy. So if I'm in Southeast Asia, I'll think of somewhere that's like within five, six hour flight from Southeast Asia. I'm not trying to you know, take a 12 hour flight. I like this travel slow, like I said. So, um, you know, I don't know, maybe Thailand's in the future again, maybe Bali. Um, I was planning to go to Australia, but you know, COVID kind of threw a wrench on a lot of stuff. So it's like, I really don't want to go. I was going to go to Greece, but you know, I don't want to go somewhere and then be locked down again. So it's like be I'm trying to be into the most flexible place where it's open. And that's is is Malaysia for the most part. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, you you got plenty of time inside, and uh, you're probably in touch with all the uh, the government websites, which tell you where you can go at any one time and uh, what the requirements are. I just checked actually flights to Bhutan. They had locked down, or they stopped all flights from uh, Bangkok to Bhutan. So, are you familiar with all most of the cultures in Southeast Asia now? Yeah. And I think you have, you have to be, if you want to do business down there, you've got to be familiar with the cultures, haven't you? The business culture, the way they go about things. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't do, I don't do business here. I do, I'm, I'm purely just, uh, you, you, okay. I'm a spectator. Oh, you're I'm a spectator. spectator. Yeah. yeah. Well, the technology is so, so you can just look, look from afar and manage things from afar, right? Yeah. Which exactly. Is a good thing. So. What do you get more enjoyment of today that uh, is traveling sort of high up there? You just want to see and do as much as possible recreation stuff, or you still got this, you know, creating something to be able to train other people, or and you've you've got the eye on the business, of course, and that just ticks along. What ambitions do you have? What what's you've got no bucket list, but there must be something you you're going to do one day, I would think, or are you just going to wing it? Oh, yeah. I really don't have like long-term goals. Um, I focus on today. So I focus on our conversation right now. 
Yeah. So I really, I really just execute on what's in front of me. And then I let, uh, the bygones of that be the bygones of that. So, yeah. and I've always, I've always found I've had the greatest success looking at life from that lens and yeah. executing from that lens because when you are excellent in the moment, then all the fruits of your labor come to fruition down the road. So I really don't worry about goals or anything like that. Like right now, what's in front of me is this conversation. As far as my business, I'm still executing on that and making it more efficient and more efficient. Yeah. And then with our course, we're just trying to train people and get them um, successful in exactly what I do. Yeah. So that's really the only thing I'm executing on right now that's right in front of me. You know, long term, who knows if I'll be here? I mean, I can't, I, I, I don't know what I'll be doing in a year from now or five years from now or 20 years from now. But uh, I'll be I'll, I'll be living in the moment and executing on the moment. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm older than you. I'm, my time on this planet is probably less than yours. If if we don't misbehave or do something badly, I guess, or get accidentally killed somewhere or go down on a plane, there'll come a day. There will come a day where I just won't be able to do this and any traveling anymore or, or, or whatever. I won't be able to do anything. So I don't want any regrets. So I don't want to be lying on my deathbed and getting ready to yank the plug. I think, oh, God, I just remember something. I wish I did that. I said you're in a happy space. There's nothing you need to, to worry about. What about your family? Are your family back in the States or where are they? Yeah, they're all, they're all back in the States. Yeah. So, so. um, yeah, they, uh, they, uh, I don't, who, I mean, who knows what they, how they think about all my shenanigans, <laughs> but, uh, you know, everyone has to live their own life and that's okay. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's funny what you were talking about as far as like uh like kind of on the deathbed, like I hope I don't regret anything. And um I think at the end of the day, if you trust yourself and you like you trust that you're following your fears, like a lot of people, if you don't trust yourself, you're gonna kind of ignore the things that you're fearful of. Yeah. And like you were talking about like regret. Um regret is the the inability to follow your fears and actually conquer your fear right. fears. And so I never um, have allowed my fears to conquer me. So anytime I have a, a fear of something, of creating something, of building something, of making a phone call or having the podcast or whatever it is, um, I always say that's going to end up being regret later in my deathbed if I don't do this thing. <laughs> and so I, I always just tackle whatever the fear is. And I, was, I have this thing I call follow my fear. And so that's what I do. So I know I'll never have regret. Because I live, like I said, in the moment and I execute on the thing that's in front of me that's going to conquer this fear that's in front of me. And then on the other side of fear is completely peace and happiness and bliss because that's all we want. Confidence is key here. But I have good days and bad days, to be honest with you. I want to want to get out of here. You know, I want to go do something. I want to see something. And, of course, can't really do that. And uh, we start having vaccines over here now. So about the first dose, we're going to get another one in two weeks' time which we're hoping will be okay. I, I think you're in a, a good space. Look down your website again here. Yeah, it, it's interesting of all the things you say. Creators remain in the storm, you say. Well, I, I, think, it, I, think, I, I think I said creators are calm in the storm. Yeah, so creators remain still in the storm. That's right, yeah. Still, okay, still, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So what I mean by that is um, whatever's going on around you, like you're talking about all this extra, like in your business, you had all this stress. That wasn't, you created that stress because it was external things going on around you. So the storm's going on around you. But if you can remain still and calm and patient, then it doesn't touch you. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt you. It's like when you're getting in the car accident. If you tense up, that's when you get injured. 
but the, it's always the drunk driver that comes away, that walks away because they're so loose from all the booze. So it's that idea of remaining flexible, loose, patient, calm, and still while all this nonsense is going around you, regardless if it's COVID or, you know, whatever. <laughs> There's a lot going on right now. So it's like remaining calm. And here's the other thing that's important too, is travel open, opens my eyes quite a bit of getting out of the storm. And so you actually can look at the storm from afar and say, oh, there's the storm over there. I'm not even in it. And you can see it clearly. But when you're in the storm, you really can't see it clearly. You can't even identify it because you're just getting tossed and thrown around. But right. you can get out of it and get out of the country or get out of your your uh, circle of friends or your family or your, your, your culture or your religion or whatever you're trying to get out of your business and go on a retreat or go on a sabbatical or go on a vacation. Then you can see the storm clearly and say, oh, that, there's a storm over there. Now I can actually figure out solutions and create solutions by looking at it clearly. I get that. I just wonder whether you're by yourself there, are you? It's me and my partner. So Your she's, partner. she's okay. here with me. Yeah. Okay, got it. For, for recreation, when you get out of town, I don't know if you feel the same way. The older I get, the more I want to be away from people. Now, it's <laughs> weird. So I found myself going to sort of isolated and remote places on the planet, and I enjoy it more and more. And the more I do it, the more I want to do it. But is that more risky doing it because you're in these obscure places and you know, is something bad going to happen? You know, I, I probably don't. I don't think so, but you know, it's, it's worth that chance, so to speak. It doesn't bother me anymore. Probably I'm becoming more braver. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just confident. Confidence grows all the time, doesn't it? You have the confidence to do something. You get away with it. You keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Get more ambitious. And uh, I think that's why so fun, but but just curious because you you said you work one hour a day. What's your rest of your day like? I mean, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a whole lot. I do a lot of thinking, um, a lot of walking, a lot of hiking. Uh, I'll go to golf. Golf is a great kind of meditative thing for yeah. me. Um, I lift weights. Um, yeah, I just learn. I learn about. I learn about a lot of things that interest me, like usually investment type things. Um, yeah. uh, read a lot of books. Um, yeah. I just kind of chill. Um, I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. No, it's, it's sort of depressing. You watch the news. It's, it can get depressing, right? So, yeah. It's a waste of time. I can't control it. Why would I watch the news? Yeah, exactly. It has, yeah, no, especially it, it has, zero, has zero bearing on my life. Like maybe yeah. 1% of the news will actually affect my life. The rest of it's just noise. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, go for a walk, go for a hike, and you, you always find something to do. With what's been going on there, we've had the election. I just, I just end up turning the TV off. Both. Best thing to do, yeah. Turn and, it off. <laughs> and I rather look at old photographs and old videos, which is yeah. a, a cool thing to do. What's your nearest city then where you live? You're in the southern part. Are you, you live in, what was the name of the town you lived in? So this right, right here, I just moved here maybe a couple of weeks ago. This is Johor. Johor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In that vicinity of southern Malaysia, outside of Johor, is it pretty built up around the area or can you just get out of town and just go somewhere or? Are you out in the boonies at all, or is it pretty well no, built up? No, this is th this is pretty much a city. So um, I'm like on this this sky rise condo that overlooks all the water in Singapore. So yeah. you know, there's restaurants, there's malls, there's um, there's you know, it's a it's a full blown city. So yeah. um, the last the last city I was in was more of a, a complete beach town, kind of small. Yeah. Um, but they had you know great trails through the forest, and there's monkeys everywhere, and there's golf and um, there's tennis, and so yeah, there. It's a, this, this country is a lot like America, just um, 
just very, people are very friendly because, you know, at, no, no, I mean, Americans are very friendly too, but it's just a different, um, you know, Americans for at the end of the day, this individual first and community second. And here it's, there is no individual, it's just a community. Yeah. And if, so it's just a different way of looking at life. I'm not saying it's good or bad because the beautiful thing about Americans is the truth is being a strong individual, you can't have strong communities without strong individuals. Yeah. And so we do build everything in the world. Like pretty much the best stuff in the world is built in America because we do have that drive. We just okay. need to figure out how to couple it with the community aspect so we can all kind of uh, live in uh, harmony. <laughs> yeah, that would be better. Obviously, you worry about the crime over here in the States as well. It's, it's fairly high. But is, is, is it fairly crime-free where you are? I've never seen anything. It's yeah. is it, very, so it's very so crime-free. But, but, but the, at the end of the day, I've been to some of the most dangerous places in the world. I'm not dangerous. I mean, I've like that's, again, the news feeds you a bunch of bullshit. And so, yeah, of course, I'm going to send you the 99 bad stories, but there's there's millions and millions and millions of good stories. So, Give me an example of that. Where did you look on the government website and they said, just don't go there, but you did? Okay. So I, I can name a couple. Tijuana, uh, Honduras. Honduras is supposed to be the murder, murder capital of the world. Um, San Salvador, El Salvador, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Guatemala, yeah. um, all, all throughout Central America, um, like... Uh, uh, Panama, like all these, these bad cities, apparently yeah. bad cities. Um, I mean, it's more dangerous in the south side of Chicago or DC than any of those cities. So yeah, it's like, can, I know you just, you're going to big cities anyway. We used to live in Atlanta before we moved down here and you turn on the TV in the morning, it's like the murder of the day on TV. And it was just, oh my God, they'd have a leap of faith. We've got to get out of here. But there's bad areas in every city in the world, I think. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, case in point there, a couple of years ago, I had to go to St. Petersburg, Russia, but the U.S. government website said, don't go there. The consulate is shut down because there's a spat between the Russian and the uh, USA government, so they closed down the consulate. And I thought, really? How bad can it be? And then I looked on the British uh, government website and the Canadian one said, yeah, it's fine. 150,000 people go to St. Petersburg every year. It's great. Not a problem. And I went there, stayed for a while, um, and it was perfectly all right. There wasn't anything wrong with it, you know. And sometimes, I know, I know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So uh, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe oh, it's yeah. a stroke of luck. I don't know because it could go. It could, you know, you could be in the wrong place at one time, uh, the wrong time anywhere. But anyway, you you've endured it. But you didn't. You didn't come. But that's. Know. But that's that. That's that's the whole point about creators and victims. Like I can't live my life in fear of what no. if. Like no. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die no matter what. So why would I like be? Oh, I I, I want to go there, but it's dangerous. From what I hear, that's a victim. A creator's yeah. like I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna be careful. I'm gonna be aware. Exactly. Not do stupid things, but I'm gonna go create and enjoy my life. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a perfect example of it. Yeah, is is the victim or they don't want? It's not victim by they're gonna get killed or anything like that. But it just that thought in your head is prevents you from doing stuff. I know a lot of people like that myself. Yeah. Like you're literally you're literally a victim before you're even victimized. Yeah. <laughs> so you you're like you you're already being victimized by yourself and nothing even happened. But I think once you start getting creative, you become more and more creative and the more stuff you want to do it never goes away. You can't go back. And I don't think you'll ever go back to, to being the victim, but it just you just get more daring as uh, visiting countries if you wish, you're not worried about that. I'm not really. I probably wouldn't go to North Korea or Syria right now. So I don't have to, it's not even a consideration. But if I 
camp in the outback to rumor someone go, oh yeah, I'll do that, you know. And if I fall down off a cliff, well, so be it. Anyway, like you said, you just you you're, you're interested. You don't have a bucket list, and you just do things whenever you feel like it. It's a great way to live. I've got your website here, and I've got one called creatorslearn.com, which is all about you, isn't it? That's kind of like the the the, the, the platform where you know you get to learn to be a creator, not a victim. So yeah. we have our, our course on there, which teaches people our business model, and um, yeah, so that's that's really what we're focused on right now. Okay, good. So that that's a good place. So when I'm going to get this edited and then I'll publish it to the usual places, but I'll include that that website, creatorslearn.com. Good name for it as well. I like your philosophy in life. This is real cool and more people should do this, what you're doing. Simplify their damn life. Be happy. Yeah. yeah and you're contented. You know, I said you're a lot younger than me, so you're a long way to go, but you've eliminated the stress out of your life early on which is a really cool thing to do. And I think when people read about what you've done, they probably uh, might learn something, actually. Start slow, because it, it took me like a couple of years, but it really wasn't hard. I mean, it's just one one thing at a time. i tell you what about 2020, though, Jermaine, is because of my age, every year is important, and 2020 was just a waste of a year, darn it. I hate it, you know, because every year becomes more precious to me. But hopefully this year will be a lot better and I can get out and do stuff. I'm going to let you go, but I appreciate you coming here today. And I know it's fairly early in the morning for you, but you probably get up early anyway. Any links you want to send me, please feel free to do that. I appreciate you coming on and telling us all about what you do. And it's refreshing, actually. Great. Thanks for having me, Malcolm. Nice to meet uh, you. Pleasure. Take care of yourself. All right. Stay safe over there, buddy. And uh, All right. You too. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, MalcolmJTeasdale.com, for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe.